Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. And we're back. We're here. We you know are. Us. We love us. Otherwise, try. We'll try to convince you. I don't know. We can, <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> <laughs> we're excited. We have a guest for the first time in a few in weeks. In a while, yeah. yes. My neighbor slash friend, Janelle. Hi, Hello. Janelle. Hello, guys. Welcome. Thanks for coming on the Floral Couch. Yeah. No problem. Your couches aren't floral well don't give away our secret yeah we like there's a floral couch in the basement but as you heard me talking before we started recording i don't go down there much <laughs> it's kind of a metaphorical floral couch the floral couch symbolizes Alyssa and i's relationship in a way it's true we spent many an hour on yes. the floral couch many a day many a night but then we grew up and you got new couches and you put the floral ones in the basement <laughs> There's one in the garage, too. Don't forget about that one. Well, that one was also, yours. Along with a lot of my stuff. That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Actually, we could probably burn a lot of it. We could. There's like a table in there I don't want. We could saw it up and have a bonfire. Okay. S'mores. Let's do it. <laughs> I have a fire pit. Oh, perfect. <laughs> there okay. we go. We're set. Yeah. Just don't go out here at night. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Emily? Nothing. <laughs> How's it going? What's what's new? I got I a haircut. Did you notice? I did notice. You have some nice layers. Thanks. Really vol- voluminous. Um, this is the first time I've washed it since it's gotten cut, which was earlier this week. Don't give me that look. <laughs> Although I had a really awkward encounter with a coworker because he's like, oh, your hair looks nice. Like, did you get like a reverse perm? And then I had to explain that I just hadn't showered yet. <laughs> And he goes, oh, well, it looks nice. And then I ran away. <laughs> I love how reverse perm is a thing. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh. My is that and then like I, a Brazilian keratin what treatment or whatever? I have no idea. I, I think it's like a, a perm that you get, but it straightens your hair. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, what though. A, yeah. What a keratin treatment is. it? Is. Yeah. 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 And hindsight, I was telling my mom about this. She's like, you could have just said you straightened it that day. I was like, no, I panicked and I told the truth that I hadn't showered. <laughs> See, I'm totally that way too where I just blurred stuff out because in the long run, you don't really, like, who cares? Right. Well, and I feel like if I would have told a girl that, they would be like, oh yeah, for sure. But also they wouldn't have been asking me about a reverse perm. So well, he said it looked good, didn't he? Yeah. He was really nice. Yeah. I feel like guys don't understand the whole not washing your hair Yeah. Thing. No. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely <But>. not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then I don't know how to style it yet, so I tried to like curl it a little bit. I'm still figuring it out. Uh, is it it's really that different? It's like six inches shorter. Wow. Your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand why I mean I definitely notice, but it doesn't seem that drastic to me. I have my hair in a pony a lot. That's true. See, I cut my hair I cut like eight inches off of it, I think, in June and it was not planned i went to a lady who i don't normally go to and she took some artistic liberties and all of a sudden i was like whoa and i've been working on growing it out ever since so yeah i liked your haircut from the beginning but i knew you were like oh it's a little shorter than i wanted it's just like a weird angle now too and uh, yeah uh, it'll grow back hair props <laughs> Well, Janelle did not come on the floral couch to talk about my hair, but what's new with you, Emily? I didn't even ask you. Oh, I know what's new. It's November 2nd, which means yesterday was the first day that Christmas music was socially acceptable. And don't even give me that look because 
I my mood has lifted significantly since midnight on November 1st because okay Janelle how do you feel about Christmas music I could listen to Christmas music all year long yes thank you thank you I don't know if I could do all year long but sometimes in July it's like fun to go back and like put it on for just a little bit okay my reasoning is people say like you can't not until after Thanksgiving you'll, you'll get sick of it it ruins like the the spirit of the month of December but why wouldn't you want to spread that out into two months I agree completely yes thank you yeah I'm glad we're on the same page yeah. Alyssa is not on our page I'm not okay but also I don't like love Christmas music as much as everyone else does you haven't listened to good Christmas music <coughs> pentatonics Rascal I've Flats. heard you play pentatonics also like Nat King Cole like the classics I don't know I just like I'll watch a Christmas movie at any time of the year however I only want to listen to Christmas music if it's on the fake fire on channel two in the background on Christmas day that's the only time I ever crave it except I will say I saw I think it was in a BuzzFeed article but it was a TikTok of Mariah Carey did you guys see this one no. And it was like the clock turning to 12.01 and she's like, it's time. And she gets out of bed and then her s- Christmas song starts playing. It was, it's great. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about TikTok becoming like a mainstream thing. Isn't it just fine? That's what it seems like to me. I don't even know what TikTok is. So do you know what Vine is? I do. I think it basically is just Vine, except for it's trendier. I loved Vine. <laughs> your vine was always of the same person i know (laughs) Uh, okay that's what's new with me i'm just i'm you're jamming ready to decorate for christmas what's the last christmas song you listened to on the way here i listened to Lindsay sterling who is violinist she was on dancing with the stars She she has a really good christmas album that came out two years ago i think and so i was listening to time to fall in love it's a good song hashtag cuffing season anyway uh, <laughs> are you participating no. <laughs> dang it i mean just kidding follow your heart <laughs> tbd we'll see not ruling it out okay anyway sweet okay now on to our wonderful guest janelle <laughs> who has put up with us this far <laughs> she's like wow so janelle and i met when i moved in next door to you and yeah. you, this is your childhood home right next door it is apart from a few years during college i lived there pretty much my whole life so you were born i was here yeah i was born in maplewood which is a northern northeastern suburb i know it well (laughs) (laughs) maplehood as they call it yeah yes (laughs) yeah and this is the first house i knew I've lived other places. So as I've gotten to know Janelle, I feel like you have a lot in common with Emily and I. And one of those things I wanted to talk about was being an empath. Yes. So how did you discover you were an empath? So it's kind of complicated. Okay. It's because I figured out I was an empath by doing a lot of research about um, different religions and spiritualities in junior high. Oh, because that was a really weird point in my life. I was in a confirmation class and had a fallout with a pastor. And religion was not my thing mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point. So I wanted to do some research. And I found out that there are things with empaths. And growing up, I had always been able to feel the energy of a room. Like walk in a room and be able to suss out like, okay, this is how 
everyone is feeling. And I always thought growing up that was natural. Like I just thought everyone could do that. And it wasn't until I started talking to my friends about it that they're like, you do what? Like you can feel what? And I'm like, oh, okay, that's not normal. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Yeah. So through research, I mean, online internet is amazing. Yeah. Emily, you're nodding along. I had kind of a similar way of like discovering, not discovering what an empath was, but figuring out that I can read an energy of the room and I take on everyone's emotions oh, when yeah. I when I walk into a room or like interact with them. And for me, it, it became almost an issue, not an issue, but like I can't, I don't really like to watch movies that much because... I get really sucked in mm-hmm. if it's like an intense movie or a scary movie and I like take on all the emotions of the characters uh-huh. and I just like can't handle it. Yeah. And I feel like people don't, they don't really understand that. They think that I just like can't pay attention to the movie or sometimes I just make it seem like that because I don't want to explain it. But yeah, that's really it. And so like if it's a sad movie, I will ball and it like sticks with me for like hours afterwards and I like, can't go to sleep. Yep. And yeah. Interesting hearing you describe it like that because I've never heard you describe it like that. And that's how I feel about like TV shows. Because movies, I know I'm going to get like a conclusion or I need a happy ending. Like, but TV shows, like I will Google and if something I don't want to happen is going to happen in the next episode, I will stop watching the show because otherwise I know it will stick with me for several days to weeks and affect my mood. It may or may not be the reason I stopped watching Handmaid's Tale. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's just starting to get a little too intense for me. (laughs) See, I've been able to stick through Handmaid's Tale, but I think it's just because I like love the show and need to know what happens oh i so i have that need too but mm-hmm. i needed to take a break i'm taking a break yeah i definitely so i binge watched the first season and i started watching when the first two seasons were already out yeah and so i watched the first season really fast and then something was wrong with me for like days and so i was like okay i need like my anxiety was so high yeah i need to I can only watch these like every week or every other week. So now that like I'm caught up, it's easier because I can just watch one episode per week. Yeah. There's one point I binge watched the first and second seasons in probably a week. (laughs) That was rough. (laughs) Yeah. That show is a lot. Yeah. So after that intense like emotion feeling and ups and downs of the show, Mm -hmm. I just had like I'm now I'm watching Grace and Frankie. Super funny. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Very light. Yeah. That's why I, if I, because I do like watching like romantic comedies. Oh, those are nice. You can just stay, stay above it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, yeah, get sucked in. Yeah. That's why I think like my favorite kind of movie is like a psychological thriller because I get, I get pulled in and I get like that adrenaline rush that the characters are getting, but I don't care for like gory movies. Like when people get limbs chopped off, mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually had a point in junior high when I had a we were watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Halloween. Wow, I would Emily never, and Halloween do would, not agree. Yeah, I was just talking <laughs> I, about how much I love Christmas music, and it's it's like the opposite of my <laughs> disdain for Halloween. So continue. Well, it was um, and there was at one point in the movie where the guy gets his leg chopped off, right? And I literally felt it, like I felt it. Ugh. It was not a pleasant feeling. Sorry, do I got know, off topic. Do you know anything <laughs> about highly sensitive yes. person? Yes. I have the book. Okay. And I've done the test. And I think there are 23 questions on the test. And I got 
21 out of 23 okay on the test which is a highly sensitive person mm-hmm. can you tell me about this test i'm unfamiliar yeah i haven't taken the test but i just from through reading about it think i'm like a slightly highly sensitive person yeah i'm very <laughs> i'm a very highly sensitive person do you know what hsp is i don't so it's kind of like you're really sensitive to any stimulation so if it's like a big crowd mm-hmm. like you just can't handle it and for me it's scary movies like mm-hmm. nope and i'm just like feel things a lot deeper than other people and mm-hmm. i feel like that's kind of an infj thing too mm-hmm. but i think for a highly sensitive people it's like even more intense yeah I would tend to agree with that. And you can feel like your emotions stronger. Mm-hmm. You tend to have more visceral kind of reactions. Mm-hmm. I feel like that explains a lot of your uh, facial expressions, Emily. My facial expressions? <laughs> Just like a visceral reaction to things. Like you can't, you can't hide it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> can't lie. Can't hide any emotions. <laughs> it's my curse. Yep. Have you heard of Monica the Medium? Maybe. Sounds a little tad, tad familiar. Okay. She had a show. I can't remember what channel her show was on, but she would basically be a medium for people who were like trying to contact their loved ones. Sure. And then she had a podcast too. She doesn't really put out episodes anymore, but she had an episode that was 16 signs you might be an empath. So I wanted to just go through those. Sure. Okay, take the quiz. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So first sign that you might be an empath is you feel other people's emotions as your own. Which we've already talked about. Oh, yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. You have a really good BS detector and can read energies. For me, that's like totally... I feel like that's Mm -hmm. accurate for me as well. Same. You are a great listener and people turn to you in difficult times. I think that's true, but... I would agree. (laughs) Um, You have a hard time saying no to people something i struggle with i feel like i've like been working to get better at that because and the reason for this is that if you said no to someone and they are feeling like grief or disappointment because you said no right you feel that as your own yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yep sensitive to loud noises and crowds definitely why i never really like to go clubbing (laughs) no yeah no thanks. <laughs> Although we've had had her. There was a, there was a point in time. Oh yeah. Club New York. Oh my oh, gosh. Um have you ever been there? I have. Is it still exist? No, no. it doesn't exist. No, it's so. something new now. Is Aqua still exist? No. Maybe? I haven't been to Aqua in years. Okay, neither have we. <laughs> Not so. since college. Yeah. Like same. eight years probably. <laughs> yeah, about the same. Okay. <laughs> anyway. You have a curiosity about spiritual things, which we've also already talked about. <laughs> you get bored, distracted, easily, daydreamer. Uh, maybe. That's me for sure. Yeah. I get bored very easily, but I don't daydream. I listen to the music that's constantly playing in my head. Yeah, I feel like I've always got something to distract me, like a podcast or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anxious in crowds and social places. Social anxiety. For totes. Yes. <laughs> Need solitude and alone time to replenish. Yes. That's just like an introvert mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I'm I'm an extrovert, so that it's... I, w- I need people to be recharged. Okay. Alone time takes a lot of hard time on me. I thrive on emotion, though, so... Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You feel a connection with water, nature, and animals. Completely. I do, for I sure. I do, too. Melissa? I do not. Not so much. You've been accused of being too sensitive. Need to toughen up. My whole life. <laughs> yes, me too. 
um especially playing sports Mm -hmm. people are like my basketball coach used to always be like get mean like grunt i want you to grunt so we used to do like drills where we'd like be going up for a layup and i would like have to be like and (laughs) why it's kind of like those things that teach you okay this is your personality and this is how you are but it's wrong so you need to change yourself yeah yeah i feel like i grew up with a lot of that yeah like speak up Mm -hmm. talk louder yeah those kinds of things i grew up with a lot of grow thicker skin don't cry so much stop being a sissy Mm -hmm. um even just like this week i was meeting i had a meeting with my boss's boss and it was just like a one-on-one like check-in type of thing and she doesn't know me very well like it was one of the first times i've ever really talked to her and i feel like she has this perception like she doesn't know me she doesn't talk to me or interact with me and so i feel like she had this perception that i like didn't speak very much didn't yeah i don't know i mean i am like a quieter person but but once you get to know me like i'm not whatever and she was like find your voice blah 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 and so i don't know if she was saying that just like as inspirational or because she was like you're too quiet so i was annoyed i've heard that a lot at Mm -hmm. work in the last week yeah i'm not normally a shy person Mm -hmm. at all but well it's hard too because you just started a new job too right back in august yeah so i mean takes a while to like get your bearings and get a read of the people you're working with like that isn't just come easy right was that the end of the list no there's more <laughs> it's hard for you to watch the news and or read about viol- violence cruelty tragedy on tv yes 100 i tried to watch the r kelly documentary Oof, and no. i only did a couple episodes and i was like i can't it just hurts like too much i don't know yeah cry at commercials yes i do i'm not a crier i am a crier, I'm a crier for i don't know sure. if I, I don't know if i'm an empath <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you have some there's some like i said yes to most of the things so far but there's Um, a few that are tough nuts (laughs) so the next one is you have lucid dreaming or vivid dreams all the time i don't i've never had lucid dreaming but i do have like super vivid dreams so i find that if i meditate before bed i lucid dream a lot more Um, i've heard that's a thing yeah Mm mm-hmm But vivid dreaming for sure. Like just the other night, um, my son and I were sleeping and he's two or he will be two in December. And he I dreamt that he fell off the side of the bed. And so I woke up clutching him to me and he didn't fall off the side of the bed, but I dreamt that he did. Yeah, I'll have things like that too where something happens and I wake up and it takes me like several minutes to realize that it wasn't real. Yeah. And I'm like thinking about it and like racking my brain and like trying to go back and figure out like, did that really happen or did I dream it? I've had that too. And do you think that, so have you ever had the dream where like something bad happens to someone you care about and yes. you kind of just have to like check in? Is that mm-hmm. part, part of that too? Mm-hmm. Even though like rational brain knows that it was a dream, but I still I, need to make sure they're okay. I may or may not have had a dream like that about you the other night. Really? <laughs> yeah. I happened um, recently with my friend Haley and I didn't like tell her. That's why I was checking in. I just like was like, hey, how's it going? And like she was her normal bubbly self. And I was like, OK, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> How did I die in your dream? Uh, well, you didn't die. OK, so it was I woke up and your door was open and I looked out the window of my house and I saw some guy knocking on it. And then he entered your house and you were upstairs in your bedroom and some stranger entered your house. Oh, 
and then I woke up. Yeah, maybe you keep your door locked. Do I always do. <laughs> do you think maybe you had these dreams because there's already been like several sketchy things that have happened to Alyssa while she lives in this house? Have you had sketchy um, things happen to you in your house? Sorry, I did not mean to cut you off when you were no, about to answer Emily's I, question. <laughs> I'll stop being rude. <laughs> I don't, I mean, we've had our fair share of sketchy things happen to us in our house. But I've never been the one to handle it. It's always been my parents. Yeah. So, and I, like, when my parents go away, I lock all the doors, mm-hmm. shut the windows. Yeah. Like, no one's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> and even if I'm home alone putting Aiden to bed, I, I will lock every door before I go upstairs. Right. Yeah, I've never opened my windows. No, you haven't. Contest <laughs> <laughs> to that. <laughs> I just, watching. like, I feel like I'm going to forget and then something bad's going to happen. Especially because, yeah. like, yeah little scarred from the first couple weeks here (laughs) okay next one you have a tendency to turn to addictive behaviors some like as coping mechanisms i would say 100 percent. i've had that issue i don't know if i've had like addiction to like something bad but more of like a creature of habit like i do the same things and like yeah i think that if i am stressed i either turn have a tendency to t- like just like eat my feelings or um like sleep m- sleep my feelings away <laughs> i don't know if that would be addictive but mm-hmm. not like yeah i've had my yeah. share of addictive tendencies you think of like drugs or like smoking and stuff but yeah it's, it's not always stuff like that okay you have more compassion uh forgiveness thrive being around joyful people and um genuinely feel joy for others yeah for sure i would say yeah i don't know i struggle with some of those really yeah so it makes me think of i don't know just being happy for people when like really good things happen for them yeah i think the one that i was like "Mm, forgiveness because i like feel like i am a loyal like friend to a fault whereas if like someone were to do something i can like write someone off and that relationship that's the one you i was can thinking. write someone off well never like can't. totally but i need to like remove them like i don't i don't know that i forgive very easily so in learning about infjs i feel like there is you have you have a tendency to like see the good in people like mm-hmm. you can really you focus on the good side of them and so i feel like that's where it's easy to forgive like easy to like see past something that happened and be like okay no like this is who they really are but also infjs are super loyal so if you do something that like really crosses them bye yeah that's true like i'm both of those ways yeah maybe it's like a i can forgive but not forget kind of thing i like i need to distance myself even Mm -hmm. though i know like i don't know for me i've been accused of giving people way too many chances yeah a lot (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and but I have uh, tried to adapt the forget, forgive but not forget kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like the giving too many people chances comes with just like learning. Yeah, and like growing up and be and realizing like I, this is not something I have to put up with. Right. And there's more significant others options out there. There's more <laughs> friend options out there. Yeah. Like, as kind of like mean as that sounds. Right. You have to surround yourself with people who are the best for you right that was it so i think I'm i answered yes to like all but one same maybe. i think i answered yes to every single one except for the lucid dreaming but do have vivid dreams i think i skipped like three maybe 
how many do i need to have to be an empath i don't know this was, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't a quiz it was just like a podcast yeah through the yeah signs of being an empath so i think you are pretty much one yeah you don't have to have everyone no although janelle and i are better empaths than you <laughs> Except for you didn't consider right then that that would hurt my feelings and feel that. (laughs) I feel your hurt. It hurts so much. (laughs) As I'm chuckling into the mic. Do you know any other empaths, either of you? Or is it kind of like a unique thing, do you Um, think? I know a few through my dabblings and different stuffs. I've met a few people. Also, my brother is an empath. Okay. We've had multiple conversations about that yeah yeah he's the one that really first introduced me how to meditate and control my energy and assess out what my what my feelings are and what other people's feelings are so I didn't try to get get them confused yeah Mm -hmm. that's another thing did I talk about this on on our podcast I can't remember if we were recording or not but it was another podcast I listened to where Um, This lady was talking about being an empath and how sometimes when you're talking to someone and you're like feeling insecure about, um, oh, are they judging me? Like, do they think I'm weird? Like, why did I say that? Like, blah, Uh blah, blah. That could be them. Like, that could be their thought process. And you're just like catching on to that. And like, you can't separate it from from your own self to them yeah and that really resonated with me because I feel like that a lot and like maybe it is like other people and I'm just like catching on to their yeah insecurities and like it's both of us and it's just like extra because we're both insecure (laughs) you're just so extra just kidding no I think that that makes makes sense no it does and I guess I yeah I have that thought a lot too where I'm like thinking like about things while someone's talking and yeah yeah, so on that podcast, it was on the Adult Chair podcast, and the the lady was, like, this super spiritual, and she was like, I finally cured myself and, like, separated my feelings by, not cured, learned to separate my feelings by going to the park and seeing a tree, mm-hmm. and I felt grounded, and I was just like, okay, this <laughs> is, like, a little too much for me, but I do understand what she's saying. Yeah. I do think for me, like grounding, getting my emotions, it helps me to be barefoot. I can't have shoes or socks on Mm -hmm. because otherwise I feel claustrophobic. Interesting. Yeah. Like the energy can't flow out. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about how I can't sleep with my feet covered up at night. But also I like think a blanket is protecting me. So I like I go back and forth between like wanting my feet out, but also like being scared that there's a monster. (laughs) See, I always think there's a monster. So every, like, I still sleep with a blanket all the way wrapped around my head with only, like, a face hole. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I think Matthew is an empath. I think I could see that. I think my mom kind of is, too, but I haven't, like, really talked to her about it. I think it's more common than people realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, putting the words to it so you know what you're feeling, and I I think really helps. And I honestly think there's more more awareness in our generation mm-hmm. than in previous generations because people were just touted as crazy. And now our generation is a little bit more accepting or they can be mm-hmm. yep. more accepting of it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. The whole conversation around like like new age spirituality and things like that, I think, is um, helping people to like make sense of those feelings. Yeah. 
You talked a little bit earlier, Emily, about having anxiety, and I know that's something all three of us struggle with based on conversations we've had. (laughs) So I thought we could touch a little bit on just like mental health in general, because I think that they kind of be having empath tendencies. I think that it kind of goes hand in hand with my anxiety because it's that like internal voice that is causing a lot of it. Yeah. Um, Have you always dealt with anxiety, Janelle? Probably. I think it's so ingrained in me that it it's kind of always there. Yeah. Um, but my anxiety is different in terms of I don't get social anxiety. I get failure. I like I get scared to fail mm-hmm. kind of anxiety. And it can be crippling because then I just don't do stuff because mm-hmm. I'll fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like mine is the same. I feel like mine goes could be either one social anxiety or fear of failure but they both manifest in me not being able to do anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah mine is so when I first like started going to therapy and talking about anxiety my therapist said sometimes anxiety can be good because it pushes you to like want to be better and like you're anxious about like things being perfect and like sometimes a little bit of that can be good because it pushes you to like move forward and be better but she's like too much of that is not good so because then yeah you have paralyzing can't do anything yeah um I think for me I know Alyssa and I have talked a little bit about Uh, my other mental health issues that I have and they kind of go hand in hand with anxiety do you care to share more about like that your mental health journey I guess yeah so my official diagnosis I have um, bipolar depression um, a borderline personality disorder and anxiety it's a very hard combination to have Mm -hmm. because you get all of the mood swings that happen with bipolar, my manic episodes tend to have a huge depression afterwards, which is why it's bipolar depression. And um, the borderline personality disorder is, you can talk to me and you're never going to know what kind of response you're going to get. Like I can, like I'm having a good conversation with you, but guaranteed in two hours, it can be a completely different conversation based on the voices in my head. Kind of fuels the anxiety because then I never really know kind of what's going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think i've dealt more with par- the paranoia aspect um of bipolar i've always always kind of been paranoid that the whole world was out to get me and stuff and that's something i just realized that i've constantly struggled with my entire life yeah <laughs> talking to my mom so did you get these diagnosed or did you yes. have to struggle a lot before being able to like put a name and get help with these things yes to both questions Looking back on my life, I've probably always been bipolar, um, but I didn't get diagnosed until I was 23. Okay, so pretty recently. Yeah, and it was just because I I had a real manic episode where I was awake for three days straight, and there was no inclination of me going to sleep at all, and I was behaving in risky behaviors and I realized that I did some research because I was like oh I haven't slept in three days that's not normal and so I did research and then I got I sought help unfortunately I was in a different state at that like a physical state not mental state yeah (laughs) (laughs) so my health insurance yeah that's a whole different conversation but yeah so that's when I got diagnosed with bipolar and then I started um when I came home from Milwaukee because that's where I was for school for school um I came home and I started an outpatient program um, for people with depression, anxiety, other mental health 
issues. And I learned what borderline personality disorder was through their testing. They did all these sorts of tests to see what kind of diagnosis. And I was kind of diagnosed with that then too. Yeah, depression I've had diagnosed since I was in junior high and anxiety along with that. But the other two were pretty new diagnoses. I've kind of always struggled. <laughs> um, there's at one point I also had it used to be called multiple personality disorder. It's now called dissociative disorder. When I was in junior high, I thought there were floating heads on my shoulders. Like I physically saw floating heads on my shoulders. It was the strangest, normalest thing for me. Now that I don't have that, it's nice. Because <laughs> they're not constantly telling me what to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's really good how open you are about it. Yeah. And I don't know if like you are, like how open you are about it in your everyday life, but just like being able to explain it like that to people is mm-hmm. helpful because I mean there's so much I feel like it's getting a lot better now like we were just talking about like our generation is a lot more open and accepting yeah. but it's just a lot more out there as far as information on like what it really means mm-hmm. and like no like this is a disease inside my brain like right. it's just like cancer or any other thing like I just need to take medicine and do x y and z and I'll be good yeah mm-hmm. I think that's what has helped me get through some of my depression moments or just realizing that it's it's all chemical mm-hmm. like all oh, the chemical the chemicals in my brain are just they're off today mm-hmm. like I can't do anything yeah. about it and it helps for you to learn this is not me. This isn't me. I know who I am and I can separate yeah. it from that. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked really hard the last couple of years to figure out who I am and what my role in life is that is outside of my mental health. It's hard when the mental health issues. And that's something that you'll probably always deal with. Mm-hmm. But it's awesome that you can talk about it and recognize it and even like you share on Facebook when you're having like an up like a depression episode and I think that's awesome because sometimes it's hard to know like when how to help someone yeah and how to understand and when you're in that state or at least like I'll just speak like when I'm like super anxious it's like I don't want to just be like I'm anxious but like sometimes that just helps because I'm like oh yeah I get it okay yeah but it's hard to do that when you're like in that state so yeah I found putting it on Facebook is a coping mechanism for me because then I, I only get positive feedback from people who are there they may not talk to me every day or they mm-hmm. may not we may not be really true friends outside mm-hmm. of Facebook, but they'll like the post and that makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important <laughs> to, to like acknowledge you for what you've gone through and like how you've managed it, like been diagnosed and yeah. figured out how to like conquer it. Yeah. Because it's just like someone with cancer and like yeah. going through like yeah. chemo and then coming out on top being in recovery. Like, so thank yeah. you for sharing yeah. yeah thank you I'm very I try to be very open with it because I think the more we talk about it only good things can happen you need to lose the stigma right <laughs> so you've mentioned a few times your two-year-old Aiden yes. who is quite adorable and came to my house the other day trick-or-treating in his Daniel the Tiger outfit so yes. super yeah. adorable how is it co-parenting and raising a child with someone that you don't live with so our situation is kind of unique because we're still technically a couple we're still trying to figure out where we stand as a couple um aiden is my surprise baby (laughs) god love him (laughs) 
yeah, it's not easy. It's definitely hard. It takes a lot of communication um, between the two of us, which we've gotten better at. We're not the best at communicating when it comes to like Aiden and issues with Aiden. The goal is definitely to live together eventually. That is mm-hmm. my goal, at least. Yeah. And I, is there a more specific question? No, I just, I think it's kind of awesome that you didn't immediately say we have to get married and right and yeah mm-hmm. like that you're still working on your relationship outside of like being parents like you're mm-hmm. still being good parents while figuring out is this the right relationship and I think right. that's probably gonna do Aiden a lot of good like not having to see if it's not the right relationship or if it is but it's gonna be healthier when you do live together because you're working on it exactly and that was the thing that so I'm kind of a commitment phobe when it comes to relationships <laughs> And this is the longest relationship I've been in to date. Four years. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you seem like a great mom because I think no parents are perfect. And if you said you were perfect, I would question it. And I think it's awesome that you're just doing your best because that's what anyone, all anyone can do. This has been a really fun conversation for me anyway. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast channel. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for having me. It's been a new experience yeah (laughs) and thanks everyone for listening to this episode of floral couch conversations you can find us on social media instagram facebook at floral couch conversations or at floral couch conversations.com if you have any questions need advice on anything or just want to know just request a topic for us to talk about yeah reach out at floral couch conversations at gmail.com And don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe and tell everyone you've ever met. And Emily, would you recommend everyone to check out this month's book club book? Yes, I finished the book club book before the month of November even started because it was another one of those where I I was sucked in and needed to finish it just to be done with it. (laughs) And it's it's really good. I liked it. Called I Found You by Lisa Jewell. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.